This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that, that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Special Edition Star Wars The Last Jedi. Welcome to iFanboy Special Edition Star Wars The Last Jedi. I'm Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. You. And we've brought back our old pal, our old buddy, former co-host Ron Richards. Uh, brought back is generous. I, I, I don't think I would have let you get away with it, actually. I think I muscled my way in. There was there was some consternation. There was a heated discussion about who would be on this show. Broken by my ambivalence. <laughs> Ron used to be our co-host on the Pick of the Week podcast. He left to go join Marvel. So full disclosure, Ron? So with that, yeah, so with that I should disclose to everyone that I, in case you haven't heard, but I do in fact work for Marvel Comics, which is owned by the Walt Disney Company, which also owns uh, Lucas, which produced this film. And I would just like to say that my uh, comments and opinions in this podcast reflect my own and not the Walt Disney Company. I'm not representing any aspect of Marvel, Disney, or Lucasfilm in any capacity. This is my nerd reaction. And mine alone. All right. <laughs> Nor does his appearance on this show affect if anybody goes to buy a ticket or not. In <laughs> exactly. any way. <laughs> no, but just to be safe, like I'm not here yeah. to shill for the company line. Like part of it is because as we've often discussed on the past Star Wars podcasts and in the entire lifespan of the, the iFanboy podcast as well as iFanboy, as I've said often in public, Star Wars is the closest thing to religion I think we have collectively. Yes. And so and so He when, means just so we're clear. He means the three of us on this show. Yes, right, exactly. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say that, that Star Wars is bigger than Jesus. I'm not going to make that mistake, John Lennon. It's a little better than Jesus, a little bigger <laughs> than Jesus. But Lucas is – sorry. <laughs> no, but I, and, and it's funny because I feel like that position is very relevant in discussing this particular film. Probably. So let's sure. – before we get going, spoiler warning. Obviously, if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, you should probably pause the show and come back. 
And before we get into the actual discussion of the film, let us visit the media blackout status. So Ron and I were on pretty heavy media blackout. Josh, were you on any kind of Star Wars media blackout? Not to the extent that you were. But I believe because I, 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 I recently I, I unpinned my tweet stating I was on a media blackout, and I believe the date of that was like late January 2016, 2017. Right. I think uh, I was I was not actively seeking things out, nor was I avo- I was a little bit avoiding them. Like I watched the trailers just cause, like I saw them each once, but I didn't go back instead. I didn't read anything. Um, as we got into the run-up for the movie, so the week beforehand, I was actively hiding any posts that I saw that said something to do with it because I didn't want to be right. In, but it, it was not to the extent of yours. But I was still pretty. I didn't know a lot. Ron, this was an interesting experience. Movie aside, this was the so I I, I was full blackout like you were. I, I never saw any of the trailers. <laughs> I didn't see a single trailer. I I did not know what a porg was. Had you seen the word pr- beforehand? I, I, it was hard to avoid the like. Yes. So my question is this, Ron: What, having seen the movie now, what percentage of the film do you think was blacked out for you? Ninety percent. That's probably accurate. I yeah. These are the things that I'll say that slip through. Yeah. The the presence of something called a porg. Yes. The shot of little rocks lifting up. Okay. I don't know where I saw that. Or how, I think I saw a gif or something of that. But Ray with her hand on the ground and the rocks right. floating, that slipped through. And that there was a planet with red. Oh, interesting. Because Fandango sent me a poster for buying tickets and it had, <laughs> you know, and, and that there was a Nega BB-8 because that was also on the poster. Which, and, and the poster I got like a week before the movie. So there were some elements of that that I, I, I knew going into. So maybe 90 to 95 percent was protected and 5 to 10 percent got through. I did not know a certain actress was in the movie and I yelped when I saw her. Um, in a good way? In a good way. We can get to that. First of all, this was a very interesting experience going into a movie like this, knowing almost nothing about it. It was, it was awesome, but also a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I know when I was as blacked as you, but there were things I was like, "Did people know about this?" <laughs> so, like, I didn't under, I didn't know. Uh, for me, it was actually different stuff. So, like, it was hard to escape random still images that would pop up in front of my face throughout the course of my life on on right. like, Instagram, or like a commercial would come on, and I quickly have to change the channel. The most common I image watch video of that. The most common image. Was Luke on the in the cockpit of the Falcon? That one. I did not see that. I didn't that, see that. That one got through, and the first shot of almost all the commercials was I don't even remember what it was in the film, but it was a guy standing at a window with his hands clasped behind his back, overlooking something. I can't even remember what it was in the film, but it was nothing important until about a week before the movie. I had Laura Dern spoiled by my coworker, and then respoiled again, Ron, by our damn fine podcast Slack. Right now, I so I that I had that happened after I saw the movie, so I already knew. I felt and I thought because you saw it late, so so like in terms of when we saw it, I saw it Thursday night. Josh, you saw it Friday. Yep. And Connor, you saw it Saturday, which is just insanity. It's because every year at this time I have a work trip to my home office, and I didn't right. know if we were going to go this year, so I had to roll the dice and buy Saturday tickets. We ended up not going. Yeah. So I could have gone Thursday or Friday, but I had tickets for a whole group of us went, you know, Mike Romo, his wife, our buddy Hank went with his girlfriend, and me and my wife. So we had a whole group of Saturdays, so I figured I wasn't going to blow it by going. By yeah. the way, full disclosure, on Thursday I was telling Hank that he was crazy and he should go see it now and not tell you. He tried. No, he tried to recruit me to do that. <laughs> he said, let's just go. I know. I told Hank. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Don't listen to that crazy person. Go. <laughs> what was interesting, so I don't have cable. 
Mm-hmm. Right, so I didn't run into any commercials except that over Thanksgiving I was at my family's, and God bless my family for being aware of the media blackout. Because as we were sitting on the couch watching TV, when a commercial started, both my nieces would jump up in front of the TV and go, "Ah!" <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's kind so, of what, that's kind of what we would do in the movies. We discussed this on the Justice League podcast, me and Mike Romo, in that you know I go to the movies a lot, so it came the trailer came on a couple of times, and I would bury my head and plug my ears and hum or make noise to block out the sound as best I could. And random phrases would bleed through, but they, without context, they didn't really stick in my brain. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I went back later when I got home from the film and, re- and watched the trailers on the, on the Apple TV. And it's like, oh, so that's what that – like I didn't – really, I was virtually unspoiled walking into this movie. Uh, which right. is really I, interesting. I, I was closer to being unspoiled than I was for either of the previous two, Rogue One or Force Awakens. Correct. All right. Yeah. So that's that was the state of the media blackout. Okay. So, spoiler warning. We did the spoiler Boy, this warning. This show is just going to be going to be us talking about that. <laughs> Anyways, let's just do a podcast about a media blackout, and then we'll do another podcast about the movie. <laughs> So this is, the se- this is the second no. film of the new trilogy. The last one, obviously, was The Force Awakens. This film takes place, unlike previous Star Wars films, directly after the last one. So we left off last time. Ray had showed up in Ireland to find Luke Skywalker and give him his lightsaber. The Resistance had just rescued everyone, Finn and, and Poe, and everybody was reunited with General Organa. Uh, obviously, we should mention that Carrie Fisher died almost a year ago, two when we recording. So that was a bummer over the entire movie, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Uh, so the, at the point, this point, the Resistance, or, or the Rebels, had destroyed the Starkiller planet base, and Rey had gone off as new Han Solo with Chewbacca and R2-D2 to go find Luke Skywalker, and she does. So that's where we left off. That's where the movie starts again. Right, and directed by Ryan Johnson. Written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who tore up Lawrence Kasdan's outline, by the way. Yep. Which I think, which I do believe, is a key point because I, I, I believe a lot of my sentiment about this movie directly ties to the lack of Kasdan. So I really loved The Force Awakens when I saw it. I saw it three times in the theater. I saw it a bunch of times on Blu-ray. I saw it three hours before this movie, and I loved it even more watching it again. I still got full body chills when Ray grabs the lightsaber from the snow. Also, you had pneumonia. I had. Well, I was dying when when this originally came out. <laughs> I think it's a near-perfect Star Wars movie, minus a couple of things I would have changed, but I'm not in charge. This was weird. I was, I, 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 it's, it's, it's just to, to, I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but people are asking me, oh, you saw it, what did you think? And my first response is always, conflicted. Do you remember when we talked about The Dark Knight Rises and I said half an hour into that movie, I was like, oh, no. Yep. That is very similar to the reaction I had about an hour into this movie. Plus, you had another six hours to go. Yeah. When I came out of the Force Awakens, I was flying like emotionally, and I was on cloud nine, and and you know I was I was my heart was full of love and Star Wars goodness, and I didn't feel any of that coming out of this movie. Yep. Wow. Josh, you want to go first? Or do you want me to? Why don't you go ahead? Okay, because I know I know what what bit you're gonna do. So I don't even know what you think, but I'm I'm guessing what bit you're gonna do. Really? Um, go yeah. on. <laughs> so my my reflections coming out of it, Connor, I'm with you. In that the first two thirds of the movie, I outright hated. Like in the theater, well, no, not two thirds. I'm sorry. That's a. I really liked the opening scene, minus a couple of dings, like minor dings. Yeah. Then the majority of the middle, up until they got to crate the the planet at the end of it. Yeah. Then the la- from the moment they got to crate till the end of the movie, I was 
back loving it like a Star Wars, you know, loving mm-hmm. person. As soon as the movie finished, my friend turned to me and said, "What do you think?" I said, "You know, there's no way these movies will ever match the movies that exist in our heads since 1984." I, I I disagree with that because The Force Awakens did for me. Right, right, and it did because it played on nostalgia and right. themes and echoing stuff like that. And this movie, I I really connected with. The pl- not ploy, but the plight of Kylo Ren uh, to Rey when he says, "In order to move forward, you have to burn everything down," mm-hmm. and that's what they're that's what Ryan Johnson's doing in this movie, I think, straight out. And it and and I kind of like that from a just kind of flip tables over fuck shit up kind of mode. But I, I also further believe where I recognize that now these movies are for another generation and they're not for us. Well, that's the interesting discussion. We'll talk about that, Josh. Yes. Yeah, put a pin in the thing that you said about what Ryan Johnson had in mind. Yep, okay. We're going to come back to that yep. for probably about half the show. Yep. <laughs> so it's interesting that you said for two-thirds of the movie you felt a certain way because about two-thirds of the way in, or what I thought was two-thirds, but actually this was a six-act movie, not a three-act movie. Right. I thought that was half of it. But about two-thirds of the way through I thought, oh, I hate this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I really, I, 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 I had that very strong feeling. But the the last bit, which I, well, I thought it was the last bit, but it's was basically the third act from Jedi. Is, yes. is what it was. Yep. You mean the the Ray Kylo part? Yeah, yes. in front of Snoke and that yeah, yeah. everything. And I, even I really, even down to Snoke saying, "Go look at the window." I yeah. was. I am afraid your friends yeah. will not arrive. <laughs> so, okay, so that's another that's another thing that we're going to put a pin in the reference. Yes. Yep. I'm taking I, notes, just so you know. I'm doing I, very Connor-like notes. I thought it ended very strongly, although a little Return of the King-like in that it was – I mean, just just straight off the bat, they could have cut 45 minutes out of this movie. Just, Agreed. Far oh, that I, was the I, first thing I said when we walked out. I was like, well, that could have lost 40 minutes. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I think that Ryan Johnson tried to take on too much. It was too much. It was way too there much. There was too stuff much going it. on. The movie should have been at least 30 to 45 minutes shorter, and I think we all can agree on what could have been cut or reworked. And the Absolutely. problem is that there are moments of stuff. There, there. I was left with feeling unfulfilled by some stuff because it took away from the main plot or there wasn't enough time for it to be as good as it could have been. So, what, so we, to, to, to complete a thought, if I may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, I, I really liked the direction that the plot went outside of that one other thing that we're going to talk about that I know we're going to talk about. So the the main things that were important were Ray and Kylo Ren and Luke as the you know samurai master. I liked that stuff. That all felt very much in tune with where I needed to be. But overall, in terms of tone and execution, it was all over the map and largely I hated. I hated the yep. jokes. Hated yep. the jokes. I hated a portion of them. Some of them worked, and we can talk about the ones that didn't work. And, and, but, yeah. and, but, but I do want to recognize that what you said was that, the, oh, this isn't for me anymore, and I do recognize that, and I'm fine with it, and it will not live up to I'm not. I don't have the investment in this that because I kind of don't care. Like, like I, was, I can enjoy the things I like, but I don't hate that I didn't like a part of it. But I recognize it's not for me. My friend, uh, he might say this on his own show, so I'll, I'll leave it for his attribution then. But he said, oh, this is, these are James Bond movies now. Yep. That, like, that is – that is very accurate. Yeah. Or <laughs> my, my friend, and as we walked out of the theater, goes, he shrugged and went, it's Disney Star Wars now. Yeah, I, well, I mean, as long as we're staying on that theme, my friend, who's also your friend, 
who's a little bit older than us, is basically despondent, and I've been getting two days worth of text messages about about it. Well, and and that, and that and that's the thing is that, and we have another friend who <laughs> this who, is, this is uh, great. This is better than the first part about not watching it. <laughs> we have another friend who is fighting the good fight on Twitter, uh, defending it and praising it. Right. So well, hold on, let's let's. Let's talk about what we liked. Because there, there was – I didn't yeah. hate the movie. I, I mean, there were some parts I liked. There were some parts I loved. It's just that there yeah. were more parts I didn't like. I really liked the Ray-Luke stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the Yoda scene. I really liked the Ray-Kylo Ren stuff. Yes. And yes. I think they have a really interesting relationship. Well, I loved when she goes to him and, and you think they're – they're playing on the first film in which you think there's some good in Kylo. In fact, there is no good in Kylo. Yep. And I love that it, what you think, oh, he's turned to the good side and he's helping her defeat Snoke. And no, in fact, it's just he's using her to help with a palace coup in which now he's he is yeah. the supreme. I love that he, twist. He's just doing it. what Vader didn't have the balls to do in Jedi. Yeah. Or or not or didn't have the balls to to he to go through with it. He tried, but he didn't try very hard. And I thought that was terrific scene in the fight. The the fight was great. I thought that whole <laughs> sequence was terrific. And I think Adam oh. Driver probably the best actor in these movies he's really good. oh sure well, i mean just just as a, as a general rule those two characters are super compelling because we don't know what to expect from either of them at any point right yep. i don't know i'm like why well, is ray really gonna draw like and we didn't know what to expect and all of this stuff that was going on in the movie with them circumventing expectations and things like that made that work really really that, well that that's one thing that i do love about the movie is that like all all the stuff that the nerds have been freaking out over for two years. Who is Snoke? Who is Ray's parents? Nope. Guess what? That doesn't matter. And I really and love that. I really love that. I really love that. I never. I agree with that as well. But the one thing I did dislike was I thought Snoke was really stupid. Agreed. Except except for his gold lame robe. Well, which yeah, sure. I was I mean, a big fan of. Let's be let's be fair. Anyone with a gold lame robe. Like in my I head, didn't really like his. I didn't like his Busby Berkeley throne room. No, I loved it. I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Here's yeah. my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I know we're gonna find out Snoke's backstory in some book or in some, you know what I mean, like in some EU thing. In a what year is this we business? That's not. I know. I don't know. I'm just saying we collect, like collectively. I'm saying in the humanity. There's pro- it's probably gonna be explained. But in my head right now, Snoke is like Liberace turned evil, and I'm all about it. Well, the room cool. was great. The gold lame was great. I I really disliked the. I wish honestly, I wish it was a person with. Well, makeup. that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is yeah. is why make it a really distracting CG character when you dispatch with him so quickly? There was no I reason to make him. It, well, okay. It, bo- it bothered me. It bothered me. In that it was really distracting. I kept looking at his weird, muscly face and wondering why why they just didn't have an actor sitting there. I mean, it, there was no purpose for for him to be CG character, which was I found Great. really distracting. But I liked that whole sequence. I liked the Luke and Kylo Ren, you know, relationship. It was weird in a good way, but it led to a very interesting debate after the film about Luke Luke's character, which I think we can get into in a minute. Carrie Fisher was good, like the last time. Uh, except, except, for, except. I mean, I think she was fine. She wasn't fantastic. I agree with Josh. Her Mary no, Poppins, no, her Mary Poppins flying through space was not good. No, I hated that. that was, but that's but, a plot thing. Well, no, no. I, have, I actually have a thing about that. Every, the actress was great. Spoke, yeah, no. As the, her acting was really spot on. I was actually really impressed by that, and it, that felt like Star Wars man, which was easier. But like she, she managed to do it. I know what you're talking about, but I did have a moment where she goes into space and starts to freeze over, and I was like, I swear to God, if you make this character, this character who is this actor who has just died, who I'm genuinely sad about, die in front of me in space, I'm going to leave. Yeah. And so the fact that they didn't do that, again, 
circumventing the, uh, the, the expectation to a certain extent, but cause I was like, please, please don't kill her in front of me. Cause I can't, I don't want, I don't want to see that. So the method that they chose to save her was fine, but I like, I, I didn't mind the idea of it. Like, Oh yeah, she's got this force thing that she's not using like other people do, but she, you know, at the last minute, that's how she saves herself. Execution. Again, this is the thing. Execution is the, is the problem with everything. The general idea I don't have a problem with. It was kind of weird, but whatever. I liked the production design of the sm- the salt planet whose name i don't remember at the end oh crate crate no crate. every everything uh-huh. about crate was fantastic mm, okay i love the red under the white yep i just love the way it all looked and from a storytelling standpoint like when the rebels or the resistance fighters got ready for the attack and that one like touched the stuff and tasted it and went salt right and i was like okay i should pay attention to that and then that becomes a clue later on. I thought was very like that was good filmmaking, good storytelling. That was good, you know. Like the the I was able to spot the twist and think that oh that's what's going to happen, and then have it happen to me. That was very satisfying from a storytelling standpoint. What are you talking about? So the you know the 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 big twist at the end is that everybody thinks Luke arrives to save them, yeah. and at first I was like. He cut his hair and dyed his beard. I was like, that's weird. And then when he's out on the battlefield and Kylo Ren is in front of him and they've got their lightsabers lit, there's a shot and you see Kylo's foot kind of he's like getting in his ready and his foot slides and it reveals the red. Mm-hmm. And then they show the same shot of Luke and his foot slides and it doesn't reveal it. Oh, anymore. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. And I went, oh, I'm like, I'm like, is he force projecting? And then the, and then the whole thing happened and then he did it. And I thought that was great. All right. Uh, that's, I, mean, I, liked, I thought it all looked great. And I, I know this yeah. is probably controversial, but I enjoyed the Yoda scene. I liked the Yoda scene too. It was Yoda I, puppet. Yoda puppet for the I, win. Yeah, I didn't mind. It felt different, but I was like, oh, it's just they had to build a new puppet because the old one rotted. I don't know if anyone knows that. Yes. It uh, and 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 you know, Frank Oz's voice has changed a little bit, but yeah, I thought that was appropriate. It goes to the theme of the film in which they basically burn mm-hmm. everything to the ground. Yep. Or Yoda's like, fuck, it's not about the temple, dude. I'll just burn yeah. that to show you. You know, there's a part of me for a second that was like, can a dead Jedi manipulate the real world? But whatever, it didn't matter. It was a good yeah. Thing. Who gives a shit? Well, no. I, I, well, what's interesting is that, and one of, one of my friends picked up on this in our like post game analysis, or whatever, which is interesting and credit to him, is that th- when it comes to the the question of the Jedi and all stuff like this, what this movie did was democratize the Force. Kylo Ren says, "In order to move forward, we need to burn everything down." Luke has given up on the Jedi Order, all that sort of stuff. You know, yes, Ray is holding. You know, she stole the book. She's holding the flame. You know, holding a flame for it. But even Yoda understood, like, okay, now it's got to be something different. And the shots at the very end of the movie with the little kids and the kid, you know, Force grabs the broom. It, it's the Force is just going to be a thing that anybody like. You don't need to be a Jedi now. You know, like, and that's where I think the direction is going. Where you see the democratization of the Force. And that's my list of things I liked. I mean, Oscar Isaac was fine, but he was not, you know, spectacular. He was so not given of, a lot good you're right, to work Exactly. With. That's part, that'll be part of my bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. List of things I liked. I liked the opening sequence. I thought that was awesome, minus the your mom joke. Uh, but I did like the humor of Oscar Isaac, of Poe, you know, trying to call Hawks yes, and killing Tom. Like like, I thought that was good mm-hmm. up, until, up until he's like, I have a message from your mom, which was... It was very much in, like, the same opening of the, first, of the last film, which he joked yep. with Kylo Ren's... Uh, mask. Right. I thought that was the same. I thought it was funny. I thought that whole opening sequence was awesome. The dreadnought was awesome. The idea of a bombing run was great. You got me. You had you had pilots. You had a wings. You had, like that was a great open open stance. Right opening opening sequence. I really liked. I agree with you. I really liked Kylo Ren and and Ray. I liked. Probably my favorite moment of the film is when Ray can't get Luke to respond to her, and finally Chewie breaks in the door and and yell and growls and then looks at Luke like, "What the fuck, dude?" 
<laughs> I, I, that was like I cheered. I was the only person in the theater. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I thought. Yeah, that but was... it made no difference. No, yeah, I know it made no difference, but it was like I just I don't know. I just like seeing Chewie do stuff because now Chewie. No, I you that he was in the movie so... because he didn't do anything yeah, in the movie. Exactly. Well, the this is going to be a complaint about a thing, but I really wish he'd eaten that porg. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! I got a whole pork thing. We're gonna get to the pork. I really liked Laura Dern to the point where I think a huge mistake to have killed her off in this movie, especially in light of what you know, knowing like it would have been great to pass the torch from Carrie Fisher to Laura Dern. Um, hated it. I hated that entire. I didn't. I didn't hate. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I hate. No, we're we're gonna get to the hate section because the hate, that's a lot of the hate section. I have a lot to say about that, but I thought that her casting and her look and she's just Laura. She's it's Laura Dern. I mean, like it's it's she's great. I I, I love everything she does. So that's exactly what's wrong with it. Mm, no, you don't, but you don't do, you don't do a cam you don't do celebrity cameo in the middle of a Star Wars movie. I think that's fair. No, that's why I wish that they didn't kill her off. I thought I would have loved if she had stayed. No, on. but like they they revealed her, and I was like, it's yeah. fucking Laura Dern, and that seemed to take me out of it immediately. There's yeah. only one other casting stunt thing that happened that was even worse than that. Yeah, and also why was she in a galactic prom dress? Well, She's fucking all, uh, that's Star Wars. Yeah. I know, that's, and like there's Mon Moth precedents or whatever, but I was just like I couldn't I didn't take her seriously as that. It just felt like a uh, a Hunger Games c- character. Fine with all that. Yeah, I can see the Hunger Games thing, but I think, but whatever. That's a it's, it's, it's similar. Um, I like the character of Rose, although I hated everything else that went with it. But we'll get to that in the hating. I loved, like I said, I loved everything that happened on Crate. Yeah, and that's that. That's where I'm at with the things I liked in it. Yep. The, the, in agreement with a lot of yours, Connors. I don't want to yeah, be redundant. That's fine. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm on the same thing. I really, I mean, Ray and Kylo Ren were the strongest part of this movie. I didn't mind Snoke all that much, although ultimately he was a little bit pointless and redundant. I flip back. I flip back and forth with the referencing to the, of the past. Yeah. Meaning, there's a lot of there was a lot of moments in this that made me go, "Oh, this is that from the other movie." But it was more subtle than they had done in the Force Awakens. I thought they flipped the order around. Yeah, they did. But it was it, there was so much of it though that I thought at some point you were going to have to stand on your own two feet here. Well, they they, they kind of combined Empire and Jedi here, so that, I did. Assu- I would assume yeah. that standing on your own two feet will be the yeah. third one. Totally. Yeah, I think I think th- I think this is this is the act of starting to stand up on its own two feet. Yeah, and, yeah. and but but given the things in this that were not Star Wars, yeah, that were not what worrisome. I was Star Wars. Yes, it's quite worrisome. I, I I had other things that didn't bother me at the time, but as I sort of kept like somebody, I've had a couple of plot holes pointed out. We'll get to it. I'm trying to think about what else. I didn't I didn't mind the porgs. It wasn't a big deal. I, I didn't. Care I, about I, the other. I like the porgs. I mean, but I yeah, also know I that I also know that they were genetically created to make me like them. But I tried not to think about, think about that. Yeah, so, I fucking but, but like hated that, the porgs. Of course, well, it wasn't like Ewoks. Like it no, was the, just the like Ewoks a, had a purpose in the story. The Porgs. I liked Ewoks. The entire yeah, purpose porgs. of the story was to sell you Porg merchandise. They didn't yeah, do true. anything but stand there and look cute. There's no reason for the Porgs other than to That's, buy sell plushies. You're true. not wrong. That didn't but, bother. But they were still cute, and and when they were on the cockpit and Chewie wiped the one out of the way, I laughed. Like he I'm should have eaten all of them. I'm fine. He should. I agree. He should have eaten it. Should have eaten fine. that one in front of the other one. And even if he didn't, he did. De- he did behead it and cook it. I mean, like, yeah, like the damage has been done, right? It's exactly. Just wasting good what meat was at that doing point. Doing there that whole time, just sitting in there with the engine running. God, yeah. <laughs> I know. They Chewie has no purpose now that Han's gone. It's sad. But yeah. uh, no, he could but have so had a purpose. They, we, the, 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 him and yeah. Ray together was a team that would have been interesting. But then they just shunted Chewie. This is the. Mo- yeah. This is the the. Uh, one movie with a Falcon where I had the least amount of screen time. The Falcon's hard. I mean, yeah. Okay. okay I, you know what? I, here, I have one more thing that I can say. I really like. 
I liked the general idea of Luke reluctant samurai master because it felt like watching an old samurai movie where he's like, no, I'm not going to do this. And again, it was a little reluctant of Yoda where he's acting wacky, but I thought it went on too long. Right. Like, I, I liked I, it. It went on too long. Yeah. We uh, kept we kept saying, nope, not going to do it. And I was like, we all know he's going to do something. So let's get over this part. But I do like Hermit Luke who who felt defeated, even though he's smarter than that. Well, the, a well, bit. the idea that well, Luke, see, Luke was always a martyr. Yeah, in the original movies, he was totally a martyr. He would go out and, and face stuff by himself and blame, take all the blame. I'm endangering the I'm endangering the mission. I shouldn't yeah, have come. He, it makes sense to me that he would go off feeling a failure, failing everyone, failing his fa- mm-hmm. his family, his 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 friends, the Jedi Order, failing, as he said in the movie, the, the legend of Luke Skywalker. Everything's a failure. So it made total sense to me that he'd do that. The bigger question to me was whether or not he would try to murder a child. But continue. Well, I did. really I mean, he did. I really liked his performance. I yeah, he was great. That Mark was, Hamill was terrific. I thought Mark Hamill was the one that I was kind of worried because I've seen him being goofy so much for so long that yeah. I was like, but as soon as he started talking, I was like, well, he's actually talking like Luke, not like Mark Hamill. And it re- I was like, he's acting. He's it's, it's doing great. And I really enjoyed that. Well, clearly, that was, that Luke was, had a lot of cigarettes on the island. Yeah. <laughs> one other thing that, I've, that I forgot that I did like was we, we did talk about the Kylo Ren, Ray, Snoke throne room sequence, but that lightsaber fight is now the best lightsaber fight we've seen. It, it, it eclipsed the one in The Force Awakens, and the Praetorian Guard, I guess, whatever, the, the, the next generation of Crimson Guard guys. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember watching Return of the Jedi and wondering why Palpatine, you know, why he, I wanted to see those guys kick ass, right? The Crimson Guard yeah. were like the ass kickers, right? So it was great to That's see. That's G.I. Joe, but. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, no, they were also the Crimson Guard in, no. in weren't they, what were they called in, Star, in the original oh, trilogy? The Imperial Guards. They're Imperial Guard. No, but they were. We the, called they were, them. We called them the Crimson Guard, though. They're Crimson I know, Guards, but that's man. GI Joe was at the same time. Right. Yeah. No, but they're Crimson Guards. They're not. They are. They are, man. I'm telling you, Emperor's Royal Guard. That's what they there are. You go. The Royal Guard. Yeah. Then the Red Guard. It was Crimson Empire, which was the comic that was about. All right. Anyway, that's why I got Crimson in there. But it was great to see those guys finally kick ass, and I thought that whole fight sequence was one of the best that we've seen in the whole thing. So yes. Yeah. What was really disappointing and something they didn't hate, but was really. A bummer was that Finn got nothing to do. Yeah, agree. The stuff they gave him to do was completely uh, unnecessary for the plot. I really, really hated the entire casino. Well, story had, the, the casino is the casino. I agree with you. The casino scene was a complete disaster. But it is directly. It's the byproduct of my biggest problem with the movie, which is that the entire middle portion the middle three acts the middle portion tension is basically a slow car chase in space that felt felt like a page out of bad battlestar galactica right because no time in any of the star wars history have we ever worried about fuel nope okay or Um, seeing the shields work which i like to see them right i like seeing the shields work but you're gonna tell and even huck said it you're gonna tell me that this i I love snoke ship i love the evolution of the ships and like this you thought it you thought the the executor the the superstar destroyer was great this is insane like it's amazing they couldn't just light speed in front of them and then blow them up like it's space you're not lateral it's like star trek the original series going from left to right like come on and it went on forever here's another question Yep. Why didn't they just offload everybody like they were going to do, yeah. then turn that one ship around and, and blow ra- the rest and of them ram it. Yeah. Because they were going to lose them anyway. So there was no right. point in all of that if that was a thing, unless they just thought of it at the end. Also, I have to give credit to this idea, and I'm sorry, but Alex Robinson was like, you know who they should have put in that ship? Akbar. Yeah. 
Should have put. Should have let Akbar go out, and I would have cried over a man in the rubber yes. face mask. He he died off screen like Cyclops or, or, or Nine Numb. In fact, I would go so far as to say that if you had put Nine Numb in all of the parts that Laura Dern was supposed to say, it would have been fantastic. No, I think I, I, I think you're, I think Alex is totally right. If it had been Akbar who gave his life for the for the cause, yeah. it would have been a. Like terrific he died moment. off screen. But it was More somebody right. who we met. 10 minutes earlier, who I didn't care one second about. And then further, this is related to the other thing. As soon as there was an internal... A, there was, there was zero reason not to tell Poe Dameron what was going on. Yep. Zero. Second of all, there was no point... As soon as they started arguing amongst, amongst themselves, like West Wing Season 5, I thought, this is not what I want to see. Right. This is I not, don't this is want not to the see, direction I want this to go in. Yep. I do not want to see the people on the hero side fight with each other. It's not the point. They don't have to. I totally, totally agree. And, like, and to have like a insurrection and like treason and like all this sort of stuff was just was stupid. So and then at know. the end, have it be like, I liked him all along. What the, right. Why do we do it? Right. It wasn't even real tension. Yeah. So let's get back to the casino because that well, was really well, no, terrible. No, and- so it's the, the problem leading to the casino is the fact that the major tension is the slow car chase. Yeah. And it is so slow, in fact, that multiple ships are able to light speed in and out of the chase without right. going noticed or followed up upon is just like whatever. It was stupid. You know? Yep. I mean, we'll put aside the fact that they went to this planet to find this guy to, to sneak onto the Super Star Destroyer to crack into their whatever and stop their tracking, which was yep. never really fully explained. They didn't actually do that. They didn't actually need to do that. They, they found some other guy. It wasn't like they needed to get to that one specific yep. guy for a reason. They could have you're telling me there's no one in the resistance who can, who can hack. Agreed. And further, and I know Josh doesn't like the cameo, but the yeah. moment I saw Justin Theroux with the little mustache and that suit, I was like, oh, where's my movie about this guy? No, why wasn't that Lando? Yeah, why wasn't that Lando? Yeah. Like, yeah, what did Billy sure. D. Williams do to Lucasfilm? Like yeah. when they said, you know, he's going to be wearing a, a flower, I was like, oh, it's going to be Lando. I mean, this is the perfect opportunity to give him a, a, an awesome cameo. And it's just, it, I mean. You know, Justin Throw. See, I couldn't tell the, who that was, but I was yeah. like, that's someone. I can't figure out who it is. And again, I don't want to think that during a Star Wars movie. But, but, the, but the thing is, I, the fact that I knew it was Justin Throw, I'm not a big Justin Throw fan. I think he's very handsome. I didn't watch The Leftovers, but that character design, he reminded me a little bit of Terex in the Poe Dameron comic, Josh. Okay. Anyway, like I, I, I was like, oh, I want to see what's going on here, and we got nothing of it. And instead, we got Benicio del Toro, who I also adore, and what? I think, and I think did his usual Benicio del Toro, yep. you know, like thing, but like completely squandered and wasted. Like you could have gotten a whole movie out of that character, but instead, you got this well, weird. You they know, did, they did it. They but they did a celebrity cameo, like, hey, look who's here, like in fucking Austin Powers three. Yeah, if you'd cut, bullshit. if you'd cut all of that out. And cut out all the Laura Dern stuff and just had them, you know, fight the, the Empire in the sky and then they all, you know, most everybody blows up and, and they all escape. That's a much tighter story and a much more interesting. Once they got, they, they, they were on the run in the casino and then they, then they interrupted a race and then they got, yep. started riding these animals. I was like, oh God, this is a prequel. We're, yeah, it was I, it was very prequel. It was yeah. in it was in dead end prequel territory, and I like I hung my head in my hands at that point. And they tried to inject the oh we're doing a good thing against these bad arms dealers, but oh look they also sell to the re- resistance. You know, like this kind of like what you think you know isn't the way it is, and the world is more complicated kind of storyline, which we don't need. Yeah. You know, and yep. that 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 kind of further that that also backs up one of my problems with it, which is the fact that. The prequels didn't work, and I think that this movie didn't – not that this movie didn't work, but this movie has issues because at the heart of it, the original trilogy was the goddamn rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. The We can all get behind the rebellion, 
right? Like it is clear that like these are the people who are going to fight for freedom and they're going to – I know I'm going to the G.I. Joe theme song and I'm not doing it on purpose. But you know, like they're the people you can root for. In the prequels, it was mishmash politics, trade negotiations, whatever. In this case, in this movie, I don't know who's in charge. The crawl, you know the crawl makes it sound like the First Order has made their move and they have the resistance on the run and now the First Order is, the First Order is running things, except it picks up moments after The Force Awakens ends yeah. when the resistance just had a major victory over the First Order. So is there a time gap between these movies or isn't there? I was quite confused by that because yes. here's, here's the way that I, I saw it. I thought Luke blows up the Death Star – Wedge blows up the Death Star. Sorry about that, Wedge. <laughs> and 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 you know the empire is brought down and order reigns throughout the galaxy and then things are going pretty good and this first order thing crops up now i don't know why there's a resistance because i thought that they were still pretty much in control but this makes it sound like all that death star stuff that happened never mattered that was all explained in the visual guide which wasn't explained in the actual right. movie that was one of the few I'm problems i had with jerk off motion with my hand oh, right I'm, now i'm totally with you i'm just saying that was one of the few problems i had with the force awakens that they didn't do a good job of explaining but well, you know what resistance thing, existed yeah yeah that doesn't that doesn't bother me because I like I think the strength of we're all going back to this the, the strength of the 1977 movie is that you don't know really anything about what's going on you've got little tiny hints of it it's super vague the Senate is dissolved what's that mean who knows that movie's moving at a billion miles an hour the whole time yep you know that's the feel and this was all the opposite of that and yeah. that is hard for me and 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 the, also the problem the, the good thing about the original trilogy and again I know these movies will can never own up you know the you no. know original and all this stuff but the thing about the original trilogy and I see a lot of people hating on um, Jedi in the past couple of days comparing this to Return of the Jedi when I love Return of the Jedi yeah. and I don't care anybody Jedi's who knows it great. but but the great thing about these movies is that all that is happening but we're going to focus on these it's a super yeah, tight obviously. story. It's a very exactly. focused story, and, and that's what The Force Awakens got correct, was we met yes. these four characters, and we just followed them from point A to point B to point C, and that's exactly what the format of the A New Hope was. And here, I think they took the idea of Empire, in which that group was split up, but only a little. Only Luke went off. The rest of the group yep. stayed together. Yep. Here, they split everyone off. So now you had these characters that had this great chemistry in the last film who aren't together. Finn... Did not have chemistry with Rose. Rose was fine. I didn't really care either way for Rose, but they didn't have the chemistry that Finn and Ray had together. So at yeah. the end, when you see Finn being tender with Rose, you're like, where did that come from? And you see Ray being a little bit jealous about it, and you're like, okay, right. That was all great in the last film. We didn't get any of that in this movie. They were all off by themselves. That wasn't what happened in Empire. It made the film way less interesting when all these characters you liked being together weren't together at all until the very last right. scene. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I just ultimately I, I agree with you. The connection, Finn. I love I loved Rose, and I loved that the actress, and I loved her like her character and the whole pluck. But it just I didn't buy anything with Finn and her. The casino thing was a mess. The kids was forced at the end. Well, let's talk about the ending. Yeah, the ending really perplexed our entire group that we saw it with. We all thought it felt like the ending of the next movie. It felt like yeah. the ending of the story. Like we've inspired the next generation. Like what? Yeah. It, it only makes sense if the next film is takes place twenty years in the future, and all these people they've inspired are now uh, grown up and fighting. It doesn't make sense to end the second act, which is a trilogy. So this is the second act of the story, in that weird way where it's, it focuses so strongly on these kids that they've inspired, who are little, like they're not going to matter to the story. They're not going to make a right. difference. It's a great ending if it's the next movie. 
It doesn't make any sense for Act Two. Well, I, I get the sense. I get the sense. My, my guess is that Act Three, like the the resistance, is distilled down to everybody on the Falcon, and it might be at its most dire. It's trying to echo the Empire. This is the darkest hour, kind of thing. And the next movie is going to be about building it back up, and like it's all it's all. But with little kids drifting off the hope. Yeah, is that the that the future? I hate to say, it, but the future is with the children. Right, but not in the next yeah. movie unless the next movie and they're yeah. all older. I mean, well, hopefully, this is, I want I want a five to ten year jump to, between this and the next movie. Even then, that little kid's going to be twelve. Well, he'll be twenty. No, he'll be eighteen. We don't know that he's human. Really weird note to end. Years don't matter. <laughs> I thought it would, actually was a really terrific way to end a cycle. Yeah, but it's weird to happen in the middle. Let's talk about Luke. Okay. I ultimately really liked his arc, his his entire character arc. Before the movie, we were talking at dinner. And somebody asked, you know, the question, you know, is is Luke Ray's father, whoever? And, and somebody at the table said, "I can't live in a world where Luke is a deadbeat dad." And we right. all agreed. And then, so the question after the movie was, "Can you live in a world where Luke is a deadbeat dad, or where Luke almost murders a child in his sleep?" Which he didn't do, but right. he, he thought about it. But ultimately, I thought it all really worked. I thought, as we said, Hamill was That's great. in keeping. No, I, I agree with you. It was, just, it was just hard to watch. It was really sure. hard to watch. It was supposed to be, and I'm not necessarily complaining about it. Yep. I thought Hamill was great. The fight at the end was good. The death was hard to watch in a different way than Hans was. I liked the death. I mean, I thought the twin sons thing was good. The one thing I want to say, there, there are two notes that I want to give credit to and praise the movie for, is that despite the problems with the middle of the movie and trying to do too much, there were some beautiful shots like yes. like the shot uh, after the casino of like the 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 ship searching for them with the animals running off in the distance and it's like nighttime like that was a beautiful shot like, like there were some really really nice shots like it was it, it was a beautiful film i thought you know whether i liked what was going on during it, it, what i was seeing it was still beautiful but also i thought john williams they did a great job of using the musical cues accurately and appropriately and you know tying back to luke closing you know you know becoming one with the force and to the two sun setting like it, i thought that was a, a a good bookend chapter to his death like as opposed to dying in battle or whatnot yep yeah. it's tough because obviously you know they killed han the first one they killed Luke in the second one. Obviously, the plan was to have Leia, if not die, the third one, at least be the one who helps to either defeat Kylo or finally save him or whatever. But now that Carrie Fisher has died, this is it. It's over. They're all gone now. All of these characters who I really came back for. It's are interesting because she's actually dead, but her character's not. Yeah, exactly. And now, the here's, other two people. Uh. Yeah, now here's the thing. I, I, you know, episode nine opening crawl the resistance uh, soldiers on despite the loss of general organa right no and i get that's what they're going to do i'm not complaining no no about. i'm saying that's what i want them to do don't make something out of it don't do something out of it make it a plot point that happened in between movies and move on i i think that's the smart thing that's probably what they're going to do but yeah. it just it's just it's a, that's a greg rucka comic book waiting to happen yep it's a hard moment for people like us when this is it now they're all gone i mean i i, I would suspect luke will be back as a vision of a ghost for, yeah, Ty, for ghost. ray yeah. or shiloh or, but still i mean this is it uh, for me i mean this has been luke skywalker's story right uh, for me and, mm -hmm. and it's over now so where does that leave me with star wars i had a really dark thought and the drive home i don't need to see the next one potentially i i, I may not i probably will I will, but I definitely feel emotionally detached from it. I'm not going to feel the sense of excitement that I felt before. JJ's coming back. That actually leaves me the most hopeful because I thought he captured the tone properly, whereas Ryan Johnson didn't. 
the thing about Star Wars is, is it's different for everyone, right? We all have our different relationship to Star Wars. I have a friend, Jennifer, who watches every cartoon, reads all the books. Her, her favorite character in the whole saga is a character I don't, I've never heard of. I know anything, nothing about other than I see her oh. toys on her, uh, on her desk. It's a different relationship to Star Wars than I have, which is basically just the saga of these original characters and mostly the Skywalker family. Who's the character she likes? Ahsoka. Oh, oh, from the cartoons, Ahsoka. Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like that character. Yeah. Right, but I don't. I, I've never even met her. I don't know anything about her. That's how Star Wars is is casting a wide net it's now, a and, that's, and that's franchise. great. And it's great that everyone can have their Star Wars. But for me, my particular Star Wars is Han, Luke, Leia, and the Skywalker family, and that is now over. So maybe I am done with Star Wars, and I'll just I, I, I'll just live I, in those four movies that I really liked, and that'll be fine. I think that's an extreme reaction. But this is my reaction. I mean, maybe, no, maybe, yeah, that's your reaction. I'm just saying. I think I, I think that that's a little bit of a snapback. I think that my expectations for the next one. I'll of course I'll still see it. I'll still see it opening weekend. Hell, if I'm seeing these movies after episode two, then clearly I'm all you know, like you're in. But it, there definitely <laughs> is a okay. It, what it kind of reminds me of is I hate to make the music analogy, but like you know, there are, there are bands playing in basements like they did twenty years ago when I saw them. I don't need to go to those basement shows, you know. Like it, it's 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 now it's for I, we 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 have become one with the force and are now force ghosts. But I'll well, still go. That's see my the movie. point is I don't. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. just I'll just watch the ones I've got on on DVD right now. I don't and I don't necessarily need more stories with characters. I really like Ray and Finn and Poe. But I'm trying to wonder how much I like them in relation to when they were hanging out with Han and when they were hanging out with Luke. Yeah. I haven't decided that yet because as they were on their own, as Josh said, the new stuff wasn't very compelling. Right. I have full faith in J.J. to maybe right the ship a little bit to end this, but I'm, I, know I, I, may be, I may be done. Josh, where are you not now? Can you do? You, but see, do, I mean, do you have to be fully done? Can't you just right, then treat I mean. it like another movie? Like, no, because like, it's Star Wars. As Ron said, it's the only thing in my life that I have that is this I important that. to me. I understand that. <laughs> it's not the Marvel movies. It's, are you going to go cold turkey? Like, will you not even see the movie? Like I said, I'll probably watch it because JJ is coming back, and he perfectly nailed that tone in the original. I have full faith that Luke will be involved in the resolution of this. But after that, it's the same reason why I didn't keep reading the Gabriel Hardman, Karina Betko series which was great but i realized i just really want to follow the skywalkers and everyone else is kind of like it's just another sci-fi story see that's where i am with the marvel movies like i just went okay i, I don't need to watch all of them right away i don't have to watch all the tv shows or whatever but i can watch some of them and i like and what's really interesting is that i was thinking about this in terms of like the la- of thor ragnarok is that like that thing was wacky and it didn't fit in but i didn't mind it and the parts that were wacky in this i was like you can't do that but they can, and like how your friend enjoys Star Wars is perfectly valid, and I'm totally right. cool with it. But this isn't going to ever be what the other ones were because I'm not a kid, and it's not the first time I ever saw it, and I don't care about the same things I did when I was eight. So I can't expect that of it. And so then if I don't have that sort of emotional link, which is what you're talking about, then these are just movies, and they completely be judged on their own merits. That being said, you know, it needed help. You know, yeah, like yeah. Lot. I will 100% go to see the next one, but those three, those are my uh, things that I'm going to get through. If I got through, again, like Ron said, if I got through the three prequels, I can do this. I saw Revenge of the Sith once. Yeah, but it, the, the only reason I came back for these is because it had the original cast. Right. No, I, I get that. And that's I'll, the only so, reason. I'm, but that's I'm, I'm but that said, you, you that. just said you just said how great Adam Driver was. I think Daisy Ridley is great, yeah. although I think she was underused here. Yeah, but she's also said she's she's done after this. 
Yeah, no, so that's what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, so but so Chris Evans was done four years ago, and then he changed his tune. I, I think that there's something to be said. Well, I, I'll we'll finish see. this story out, but I, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to be going every, every every other year for the next 30 years. Well, we got Solo next year, but I don't. I mean, Do but we? before. <laughs> but before but before that i mean i think i think that there's enough there to see the lore and i want to see it all play out but this is definitely for me this has switched from being more like reverence like we we didn't get a part four of the lord of the rings right like right. peter jackson didn't postulate what happened after the hobbits finally said goodbye after half an hour right it ended there no, and he did 12 hours on the hobbit right he went backwards but still that was from the tolkien from the source material yeah he didn't, like make his own material right oh yeah, he did a lot of it was told i mean it was but true yeah, yeah. No, but, the but musical was- numbers there wasn't enough story in there for 12 hours. I'm trying to make an analogy here, but so, I know. So sorry. at least that was finite to a certain degree, as opposed to this, which is more like, Connor, do you remember when V did the two miniseries and then started the TV series and yeah. the TV series was horrible? This is like V now, basically. In that they they, they wow. want they want to keep it go deep cut they want it they'll want to keep it going and they're going to tell their own stories but we know it's not Lucas we know it's never going to be the same thing but like out of curiosity and out of like whatever I'll keep watching it oh I remember another thing that I like though I agree that some of the comedy was misplaced and unnecessary but there was a moment when they're on crate and when all the walkers are standing in front of the door and they've got the they've got the the Death Star gun or whatever and Kylo is yelling orders and Hux is echoing them and it happened like three times and then like after the last time Hux barked an order and Kylo Ren just looked at him and then it cut away and it was perfect the Moff Tarkin and I was I was the only person in the theater laughing but I it was it, I, gotta, I gotta tell you if uh, I don't know for whatever reason like Hux is stupid and yeah. it's kind of silly and he's just a little over the top but I really like it yeah he's fun <laughs> I, you know and I'm, I'm cool with that like he, he is overdoing it and it's funny because that whole thing with Poe in the beginning where he's, you know, he's like, I'm right here. I can't hear you. And they go back and forth. Kind of undercuts the villain. Yeah. You know, it takes away the threat from him. But also, I just think it's funny how completely and totally he, uh, Bramwell, uh, committed to being a cartoon villain. Yes. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fine with that. And I like that he acquiesced later and was like, yes, sir. But it's silly. But I let them get away with it because I like it. I'm working out a lot of my... F- I kind of want to see it again to, to see how I'm feeling on a rewatch. To, to that it, point, another mutual friend of all ours saw it Thursday night, hated it, saw it again Friday for a work event, and walked out of it loving it. So when I walked out of The Force Awakens... I can't imagine that happened. When I walked out of The Force Awakens, I thought, and my wife was with me, and she said the same thing. She's like, I really want to see what happens next. I'm completely pumped for that. I just realized while sitting here, I haven't thought that once until we were sitting here talking about it in the show because I was just going back thinking about what I liked, what I didn't like, why I did, why I didn't, trying to make sense of it. And I hadn't even thought about what comes next, which is not – that was the best part about The Force Awakens, I think, was leaving with, wow, I want to see what happens next. That's what I mean coming out of the movie. I didn't feel any of that good, yeah. good feelings for it. I'm working through my thought. I'm, I'm obviously going to finish the story out, but my point is that I think for me – I have my Star Wars bubble now. It's the first three, and it's The Force Awakens. I can live in that bubble and be totally happy. For a long time, I only had the first three, and I, I was totally special? fine. No. Okay. But I don't necessarily need a new Star Wars movie every year for the rest of my life. I, I have these, and I'm okay. That's more than enough. Nothing's going to be better than those. It's what I like. It's the characters I want to be with. And there may be other good Star Wars movies in the future, when I, and I may see them. I, I, I probably will, but it's never going to be these four that, well, that's the thing is that that these I, I feel bad like I kind of I'm trying to reach a state of Zen or whatever, and that because it's like 
these movies will never be what I, you know, in my head, I plotted the next three movies and it, you know, and like I drowned myself in the books and the comics and all this sort of stuff in the late nineties. And then the prequels kind of harsh that buzz. And then these movies came back and the force awakens was so exciting and got some of the stuff that I would want to see, but wasn't. And now I'm kind of coming to the realization that they're never going to match us in my, in my head. So I'm going to let go of that. It's time to let go. If you love something, let it free. Right. And the, the, you know the 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 audience in me. I kind of want to see where this goes. I'm cur- I think it's curious. It's not. It's not where I would take it. But I'm I'm in- I'm intrigued. I, w- I don't I don't know if I'm I'm like, like Josh like your wife where I'm excited to see the next one or like oh my god I can't wait. But I'm really curious. Yeah, it's just a movie. I, at I've the end found of the day. that most of the people that I have talked to that whose opinion I respect around my age something like that. The take on it is pretty similar to what we're talking about. And we, this is – this is well, there's levels of extremity here. We all said basically the same thing. So this time when somebody goes, you guys said – pretty yeah. much did say, which is really interesting to me because I expect – whenever I do this and I don't like something about something, I expect Connor to tell me I'm being stupid and that I can just – I should just enjoy it. And then you're, you didn't like it more than I didn't like it because at the end of the day, like – I wasn't mad when I came out. I was about two thirds of the movie, but at the end of it, I was like, oh, it's all right. You know, if if it didn't recover, because it's funny because it reminded me of my reaction to Rogue One, which was first act was a mess, second act was eh, third act was like, oh my god, this is what I want. Like that fight scene was amazing, and all like so much stuff that was exciting. Um, I hated it at the very end because I oh, was like, oh, they're all dead. There's no point. Well, yeah, but 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 we knew that because it was a finite story, and it was that. But know, but, but in this particular case, like to see the the opening scene be so kind of spot on and to see the last scene to be kind of awesome. Like I wish they had gotten to crate an hour earlier. Do you remember the Battlestar Galactica episode where the Cylons were, were 33? Yes. Like that, that would have been, is a better use of what they wanted to do here. Right. Like, and so and, there was just no point in the super slow motion star destroyer chase. There's all right, sorts there was of no, ways it, around it. There was no tension. And there was like, and I, I applaud them for trying to do something other than the empire has built a big gun and we got to go blow it up. And I like the fact that they joked about it in the movie and Pogo and, and then we blow it up right like that was that was funny and that and I, I like the I'm glad that they went in a direction of doing something different but they just didn't think it through enough like do something more interesting like where they're tracking us through hyperspace and so we can't leave, drop out of hyperspace and they're just like do something else to to make that tension or to create some sort of problem but the problem there was no solution to the problem and the solution that they presented to go fix the problem didn't fix the problem Right, and then in addition, it gave us that really weird Ma- uh, Maz Kaneda scene right. when they're yes. when they're fi- finding about the. Like, I forgot about that. Who is filming Kaneda in that thing? She's got a crew. Right, yeah, it's like that was that was weird. And then secondly, once again, Captain Phasma is nothing but a hood ornament. And I'm really kind of annoyed that they've sold us Captain Phasma as the next Boba Fett, and we've got nothing up to this point. At least you did something in this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, they didn't sell us anything. You you should have known anything because you were on media blackout. So well, yeah. no, but I'm t- talking about for Four Force Awakens. They said, "What this character's going to be big? It's going to be important." And, and who said that? Give me a name because I never I heard remember. that. I never heard <laughs> a single. A <laughs> I never heard a single utterance of that. That was all fans putting their own expectations Maybe. on an image in the trailer. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't. Uh... I like this movie less the more I think about it. This is exactly what happened with Rogue One. Yeah. I mean, the, the more – actually, I, I've liked it more since I've seen it. I've had a lot of conversations with people and had a lot of talks about this. But I like it, I like it in a different way than why I like Star Wars. And I, I don't want to say enlightened or anything like that, but I like it, I, I like it from a – what Kylo says to Rey – 
you know, we in order to move forward, we need to burn everything else down. I kind of respect that, and I like that, and I get that that's what they tried to do here, and that's why I think a lot of the fan reaction. I don't think it was a successful realization of that idea, though. That's my point. I think the movie was super flawed. I think they had all tons of interesting characters sitting around doing nothing. Right, and all the problems we pointed out took a screen time away from characters that could have been doing. You can kill all the old characters and start fresh and and change what the force is. That's fine, but the execution has to be interesting. And I just didn't think it was interesting. I had tons of people fell asleep in the middle. Yeah, the slow chase just killed me. That that it all comes down to that. It all comes down to the amount of time spent in that, and Huck's just looking out the window, going, "We'll get them eventually." Like. So is this whole are we finding out that the entire point of my fanboy has been twenty years of Star Wars therapy? Yes, and 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 how we deal with post Star Wars life, because that's the, that's kind of the thing. We've been in this no man's land. Like I I'm, I almost wish they hadn't crossed this Rubicon because if we had been if we had never gotten anything after the prequels, I was fine with it. But now that we've got this world of of more movies, I think that's almost more damaging. Well, I mean, it depends on what your expectation is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people who are pretty happy to be like, all right, this is it now, and I'm just as in love with this. And I don't kind of don't understand that just by referencing and having some of the signposts of the earlier thing. Yeah. It doesn't make that experience the same. And and you can't, you know, like, you're, you know, you're going to love that band's first album, and you might like everything that comes after. But when they replace the entire band with other players, and there's only the original bassist left. Right. It's the same thing. It's not. Right. But there's a there you know there's a thing where people have made this their whole thing and that includes all of it which is a choice we didn't make. Right. That's my yeah. I mean the point for me is that everyone has their Star Wars and they can have it and that's what's great about it. For me, it may just be this small piece. I will admit that I'm a little uncomfortable by Oscar Isaac's belly rubbing of BB-8. They treat him like a dog. Yeah. A little weird. A little weird. Whatever. <laughs> it's a very sexual movie too. It's more sexual than any of the other movies I think. Yeah, I don't want that in Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> it's tough. I keep telling people when they're like, what do you think? I just say it's complicated. This is very complex and complicated, and I do like that, and I do respect it for it, that it's making nerds like us really examine it. And the thing is, I think the fans who are upset, there's nothing wrong with being upset. The fans who love it, that's great. I do think that the people bitching and moaning about you know, Force FaceTime not being a thing that can happen – I like or, that. Yeah, it was cool. Or the force projection, whatever. We never saw force lightning until Jedi. Like, that's yeah, fine. It's like, all I'm, fine. I yeah. liked all that yeah, stuff. It's I had all no fine. problem with any of that. I didn't have a problem yeah. with Ray's parentage. I had no problem with any of, any of that yep. stuff. I, lo- I actually love the idea that Ray's parents are just nobody. Yeah. Although the story doesn't line up but when he's like, they died on Jakku. Like, they yeah. should have died on another planet. They flew away. Yeah, but like I like I, I like that. Like like why why do you think that matters? It doesn't matter. Your parents are nobody. It doesn't that's not part of your story. And that's part of the whole democracy. Like you don't like the the new world order of Star Wars is that you the 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 story of the Force does not begin and end with Skywalker. That's just fine. But for me, I just care about the Skywalker story. So I mean, I that's, that's yeah. my dilemma at the moment. Yeah. So all right. So we need do we need to do ratings? That we did we need to do order? No. Yeah, we got to do order. Come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can, it's just like it's like forty steps now. No, no, it's not. Let's start with ratings. Ratings. Ratings, ratings. out of five. Ratings. Two and a half. Two and a half. It could three. be three. Uh, could be two, depending on the second viewing. Josh three. has three. I'm gonna go three and a half. Okay, sticking with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll do order. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna say Star Wars, Empire, 
Jedi, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Sith, Phantom Menace, Attack. I'm right with you. And and to to note to wit, the the distance between Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi is inches. It's not yards. You know, like like with the other stuff. Oh, like I don't game. agree. Well, no, no. I'm just saying, like, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it's not like, but I mean, they're clearly delineated. They're not. It's not millimeters, but it's like, you know, like, I mean, the thing is, like, I think Rogue One and Last Jedi are very close, um, with Rogue One slightly beating it out because it had less Rogue, pacing problems. Rogue One was a better movie. Rogue yeah, right. One was a terrible movie. I um, didn't. It, all right. So, Josh, you agree with that exact order? Yeah, the order. I, I like The Force Awakens a lot more than either of the two that followed it. Okay, Connor. Uh. New Hope, Empire, Jedi, Force Awakens, uh, a long, long, long bridge to the Last Jedi, a long, 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 long bridge to Rogue One. Wow. It stops. <laughs> if, this, if this is a religion, he's like a, he's like a hardliner. He's like an Ayatollah. <laughs> does, the, does Connor not acknowledge No, the no I'm not an Ayatollah because I'm, I'm telling you, you can have this religion however you want it. You can yeah. watch the cartoons. You can read the books. But you, you think can do you secretly you believe they're going to hell? No, I just think I just think it's not for me, and I'm just going to have my one book and the one new chapter in it, and that'll be it. Unless the next one's terrific, in which case I'll have to learn to live with the Last Jedi as as a piece of that. But for now, it's possible. Maybe in context, it'll get better. Yeah, it could be that nine makes eight better, which is total will be totally great. But for now, I can't imagine like throwing on the Last Jedi on like a Saturday afternoon, like I do the Force Awakens. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. All right. So there's your Star Wars The Last Jedi talk. Whew, our last show of the year. You can go right back on the feed and you can find their all media podcast in which me and Josh and Mike Roma, who was referenced earlier, talk for three hours and 10 minutes about all the things we enjoy this year in media. Uh, it's right behind this show. Before that, you can find our last pick of the week show of the year. And we'll be back on the first weekend of January with the new Pick of the Week episode. Until then, you can go to fanboy.com. You can comment on Star Wars. You can comment on the All Media Show, on the Pick of the Week. You can find all of our podcasts over at fanboy.com. Whew. All right. Fun stuff. I'm emotionally drained from this weekend. I feel like I didn't have a weekend. Well, what's funny is that I have t- I have already purchased tickets to see it two more times, and what? so I'm gonna be well because I got because I saw it with friends Thursday night. I got to go see it with the wife this coming Thursday. Then I got to take my nieces to see it. Like it's, it's tied. The cultural experience is is real. See, I had I went through this with Attack of the Clones, and I said never again. <laughs> Attack of the Clones. I wish I had learned. <laughs> no, like that was the one that because I bought three showings worth within like twenty four hours. Yeah, and like uh, that was a huge mistake, and so I will take nothing for granted anymore. But I understand what you're. You know, I get it. We're continuing the discussion, but there was a point I wanted to make that I forgot, and it's nothing to do with the film itself. It's that it's really interesting that Star Wars, specifically the chapter episodes, it's almost the last gasp of monoculture. Yes, yeah. everyone. I know from every age demographic was going to see this movie. Yep. In-laws, parents, co-workers, childhood friends, you guys, everyone, younger siblings. The people in my theater were from 8 to 80. This is almost almost it, even more than the Marvel movies because there's lots of people don't see that. This is almost – these Star Wars chapter movies are almost it for monoculture. You can yeah. talk to almost anybody on Monday morning about this movie, and there's a good chance they saw it. And that's the first time this year that that's happened. Yeah, it's really interesting. That like yeah. the end, now every two years in December, 
everybody in America goes to see this this particular movie. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And again, I think it's all about the original characters. And once that goes away, it'll be interesting to see if that continues. Agreed. All right. That's it for us. That's it for this year. I'm Connor. Josh, you're next. He's the guest. Oh, I see how that works. Then I I will be... Wait, which one was Ron again? (laughs) May the force be with you. (laughs) 